0: Oh, what would you do with a drunken sailor? What would you do with oh, yeah, a drunken yeah.
1: <laughs> What did you <he> say? <laughs> what? But you put him in a bed with a captain's daughter. Put him in bed with the captain's daughter. You. Put him in bed with the captain's daughter early in the morning. <laughs> hey,
2: Paul, hey!
1: Hey, what's up? Uh,
0: buddy. I missed you so much.
1: It's been I want a long time, this. man.
0: Adam, shut up. I'm talking. I'm done talking now. Go
2: ahead.
0: <laughs> Fuck you, Adam. Hey, talking to you. How you been, Paul?
2: Doing pretty good. Just been uh, busy during the days, I guess.
0: Yeah, man. Been busy, bro. Yeah, so look, for the listeners, man, if we have any listeners left, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Paul's been super duper busy. I've been busy myself. I got a girlfriend, so I, I definitely have a life now. And plus I, you know, with work, a lot more training <laughs> a lot more training. <laughs> uh you know, but no, it's, it's all good. Adam, yeah, how you doing man? All right. Anyway, we're gonna move on.
2: <laughs>
0: I'm kidding, man. I love you. But I, mean, I don't like you. Go ahead, talk about your day.
1: Well, I've been playing Destiny
0: so freaking boring oh my gosh i all was right. watching
1: oh, bird on. box and that shit was way overrated
0: i was gonna say dude i didn't see that yet yo i just i
2: don't care to don't
1: talk. all it is is the happening brought forward like 10 years and with sandra bullock instead of mark mark or marky mark what is this bird box fucking bullshit movie that everyone's like go crazy about
2: it was I mean, garbage. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go see what's it called glass today
1: oh dude is it good
2: I don't know. I'm going to go see it Sid's today. He he's going to go see it,
1: Adam. Mm. He's going to go see it. Sorry, I went to go see it today. My yeah, I'm
2: going to go see
0: it. Yeah, to see, it. Yeah, to see it. Yeah, I need to see a
1: broken first, but yeah, it looks good.
0: You mean Unbreakable? That's what,
2: it, that's or, what Yeah, want.
1: that's what I meant, Unbreakable.
2: Yeah, your, like,
1: I saw that one. I saw Split, but I never saw Unbreakable.
2: Oh uh, Yeah, I've seen both, so I'm excited. Actually,
0: you know what? Okay, did you know, Adam? The producer so the same guy that was a director or producer, I guess, of these movies also made *Wayward Pines*, *Midnight like Shyamalan*. You know that?
2: Yes. Yes. Yeah. I didn't know he made *Wayward Pines* though. He did. He, he, he also made *Wayward Pines*. Village
1: and so what? Sixth Cents* and like, was, he does a lot of movies.
2: Well, here's
0: the crazy part. I mean, Adam and I—we talked about *Wayward Pines* a lot. My girl, like, she, she I got her, I My my girl, I got her hooked on watching. With- and she finished it like about a week ago and she was like, where's the third season? <laughs> we like read up on it she really wanted to know what was going on with it. I mean early 2018 I should have said basically a year ago um, it just I don't know I, I don't think it's coming back there's like glimpses of hope that it may come back but it's like leaning towards like no I don't know
1: I don't know I hate it because there's actually a lot of these good shows that get canceled after like a season or two because, The morons of our country don't find those like actually interesting. They find Kardashians interesting. Like, how do they have like eight seasons of
0: shit? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, anyway, hey, look, so I want to get this out of the way. Before we keep rambling on, I want to say welcome, welcome everyone to the 21st episode. I think so. To the 21st episode of the Orbs for Days Clan podcast. I'm your host. Wayne01193, and we have our co-host Navy Man and Superfly Manai. Say was good.
2: What's up?
1: Was good.
0: Was good. Uh, yeah. So unfortunately, our boy Grim Bones couldn't make it today, aka. <laughs> couldn't make it today. Oh, hello. Got a notification. Oh, sorry. Um, so uh so I want to get this out of the way first. Uh, I know um <laughs> We're just going to talk about, just real quick, what games we're excited for. I'll figure out what the heck, why not. <clears throat> Excuse me. We're going to talk about the games we're excited for. So, I'm excited for Division 2. Um, I know there's going to be a beta coming out rather soon, and the game itself is coming out uh, March 20-something, uh, The Division 2. I'm excited for that. I saw some gameplay of it. I was I was just excited. What about, Paul, did you see any of it?
2: Yeah, I watched what you sent me today, and... Uh... I mean, I'm definitely excited too. I mean, to be I honest, see, I, mean, I haven't seen like too too much though, so I Oh don't right, know. No, I mean,
0: to be, to be honest, I only saw like the the tra- the, uh, the the trailers, you know, that come out that came out for it. Uh, I don't know. Look, I'm just excited for the story aspect because in Division One, where you would pick up like recordings on what's happening with the outbreak. I mean, how, how people are handling themselves during the outbreak. Yeah. I enjoyed that a lot. So I'm kind of curious what's going on. It's I believe it's spring or summertime now. So I I don't know who the new NPC is. I don't know what the heck is going on. I'm also excited for, we talked about this already, Gears of War. Uh, the other one that's coming out. Uh, the fifth one. Adam.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah that's right. Yeah. Right, I'm excited either way. I just want to get this out of the way because I know we're a Destiny podcast. I know that. But I figured screw it. I mean, we could talk about other games just for a moment. Um, Adam. Oh, yeah. So did you, I didn't see Anthem. I didn't see any anthem. Game. Well, I saw some anthem gameplay. Didn't really
2: like. I
1: think Joe was saying the beta comes out next week.
2: Yeah. So, well, yeah. So the beta comes out next week, and it basically starts you off halfway through the game, from from what I heard. So you start yeah. off in the middle of the game.
0: Mm, no, that at all. I mean, I was I was tempted to watch some of, like some of these YouTubers' videos on their like impression of the game, and I was I wanted to watch it. I, mean, I don't know. To me, it's that... a
1: lot more interesting than division. I, I won't get division 2. I never really like that style of game.
0: Well, yeah, we, you made that very clear. I think any game that's like, well, I'm just, well, I don't know, whatever. I don't know. The fact, the reason why I like the division is because you can optimize your DPS, you know, via build and weapon and modification. I don't know. It's very nice. You can, like fall in love with the combinations. It's, they're like almost endless. Anyway. That's... Yeah.
1: I have a problem with it's the third person, like weird. I just don't like that aspect. I like first person.
2: But Anthem is also, I think, third person too, bud. It is, but and it's Anthem I- is third person. There's zero PvP in it, and it's not as customizable as they made it out to be in- originally. Maybe.
0: Yeah, Adam. Yeah, you're- wait, yeah. wait.
2: The initial trailer of Anthem looked amazing. Like I was like, "Whoa, all right, what's this?" But at this point, the more I see, it just kind of looks more of a letdown. Like the, the original trailer looks very, you know, like modern graphics, like, or I guess future graphics at the time. Like it looked like those are going to be the new, you know, graphics that other games are going to have to compete with. And then when I saw gameplay of it, it looked kind of like cheesy.
0: Uh, I need to watch it. It kind of reminded me of that one game. I forget what it's called, but.
2: Like I Titanfall was excited. almost. No, not
0: Titanfall. Well, I wouldn't even say that. It, the, like how the gameplay aspect of it, like uh, it's it's uh, here, here's the scenario. Basically, you, there's like four heroes with four different abilities. And a monster, you know what I mean. You gotta capture it. I forget what it's called. What? What's up? Evolve. What? Evolve. You it? No, it's called Evolve. Do you guys remember Evolve?
2: No. Uh, I okay. remember that seeing it. I never played it or anything like that.
0: Yeah, bro, it's it's so bad they actually made it free. <laughs> <laughs> just giving it away.
1: The game I'm looking forward to, which I guess they haven't really announced a lot about it yet, is the new Halo. Mm,
0: so. I, you know, you know what? Um, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, by the way, because um, I was always debating on just not getting it ever again because Halo Four, from Halo Four to Halo Five: Guardian, wasn't really that impressed. It, even from a story aspect, I wasn't even that deep into the lore. I just, it just, uh, it just doesn't remind me of.
1: See, what's um, interesting is Halo Four. in My opinion was actually really good because it brought in the Didact and all that storyline. Where if you know, which again, I know you don't know about lore, but I've read all the books, and the Didact was a very interesting, like, story arc with the Didact and the Librarian and all that. Like, it was really crazy on how they brought.
0: Wasn't but. the didact just basically an old race like that's like you know very uh, high intelligence high, I mean, tele- high intelligence that's the forerunner.
1: The didact was a specific forerunner who was like almost like the lead like military officer. He was like almost like in charge of all like military type stuff. And then there was like a librarian who was I think, in charge of like uh, kind of basically keeping records of all like civilization all life forms.
0: Hey, so isn't it true that the Forerunners created, like, superior hu- superior humans
1: or just humans? So, I mean, there's some debate about it, but yeah, it's kind of like they did. And then they uh, humans ended up fighting them, the Forerunners, in a war. But they didn't know it at the time. Initially, well, the Forerunners – actually, I don't think they did create them. They ran into them, and the Forerunners thought that the humans were just extremely aggressive. And so that's why the Act basically was trying to wipe out humans because he thought they were just this extremely aggressive uh, race that all they're doing is trying to kill things. But what they didn't realize until after they kind of basically knocked them back to the Stone Age, because they did. They basically knocked humans back to the Stone Age. And then the flood came in and started attacking the, uh, the forerunners. And that's when they realized that we weren't necessarily – Trying to attack the forerunners, we were trying to escape the flood, and then we just happen to run into them. And so, obviously, we were you know, fight them because we know we're already running away from one alien species and we found another one, so we're just gonna <laughs> try to run away from them. Um, okay. Okay. but
0: well, look, I just want to move on from there. I know, I know, we're already 10 minutes in, we already just crapping about here all right so we're gonna talk about real quick since paul wasn't here the uh activision and Bungie split so what do you think about that man
2: um yeah i mean i was reading up on it a little bit not too too much but i don't know it's interesting i mean good activision was kind of you know like want had their own kind of like uh, needs and wants list that kind of didn't go with what Bungie was trying to do. So I'm glad that Bungie kind of got away from them. But at the same time, like those are big shoes that Bungie is going to have to try and fill. Um, And I just don't know if they're going to get it right the first go around. So we'll see now. Now it's entirely like, Hey, if your game isn't pleasing people, like you have nobody else to blame anymore, but yourself.
0: Right. You know, so honestly, I'm glad you brought that up, by the way. So I'm going to play devil's advocate here. And, you know, what if I say it's, it's a terrible idea. You know, the fact that, you know, it's nice that Bungie wants to have more control of release dates and have, you know, control of their creativity and not be rushed, you know, to publish anything. But like, you know, when it comes to money and, you know, just advertising and all that, I mean, I, I believe Activision was, you know, responsible for a lot of those things. You know, the, how much it costs, you know, for advertising and, you know, for uh, putting this out there or, you know, getting the content, you know, to the delivery driver so they can do their jobs. And all. I don't know. What are, uh, I, you think they're like almost like they're cut a, they they cut their losses? I mean, I, from my understanding, Activision, and I heard this from another podcast. I'm not going to act like, you know, I made this up by myself. But apparently Activision, they, they know how to count their money and they know how to, you know, cut their losses see there's not something going on so like think about it from an outsider's perspective looking in if activism drops a client because they they feel that they're not going to be financially viable you think that's a problem
2: I'm talking to you paul yeah yeah i mean for sure i mean i think for them they made the right move as well you know like if Bungie's not making them the money that they expect and that they want, why wouldn't you get rid of them?
0: Right, right. And you I me, do you think that, uh, I don't know. I mean, like, I mean, I'm mean, i being very, you know, I'm, I'm a Destiny. I mean, we, we all play Destiny and we all enjoy the game. So I guess looking at it from our perspective, we're like, oh, great. Well, this is an opportunity for Destiny to, you know, explore and, you know, expand its creativity without – the pressure of Activision, you know, trying to plug, you know, publish the content, you know, I mean, I, I believe that the content is going to be good, but uh, I mean, I, I honestly, I, Oh, this also made me think of Adam and Adam and I talked about this, but station exclusive, I believe the PlayStation exclusive was actually like an Activision thing. You think so?
2: Oh, maybe. I, I don't I, know.
0: No, we're not going to think about it. I mean, I mean, I could be right. But when, when I look back, cause the reason why I really complained about PlayStation exclusive is because despite what people say about, you know, um, game impact, because, you know, they get certain weapons or certain maps that gamers just don't experience, even though we pay for the same game, we're just on a different platform. I just think that I just think that, like, the content we have now that's been released, you know, from, you know, from the PlayStation exclusive stuff, uh, it's, it's not that exciting. The maps the strikes, the weapons even. I don't even use the Borealis Sniper, and I've had it for a while. I don't even enjoy the strikes that much. I don't know.
2: Yeah. I mean, Destiny 2... Destiny 1 was really good, right? I mean, we all agree on that. That's why we all play Destiny 2. But there's, like, a certain um, factor that we just don't have anymore. And, sorry, I'm, like, getting my ass kicked. And, like, the strikes are okay. But, I mean... I Don't know, there's just something different about the way that they made Destiny 2 versus Destiny 1. Where I would much rather, you know, have not easy strikes, but more f- like I don't know, it kind of sucks. Like when you're going through and like you get hit by this, like, uh, pyramidium and you get hit by the stupid lightning when like glasses on or something like that. Like, it's kind of like inevitable that somebody's going to die from that, not because they don't know how to jump through it, but because everybody's got different latency and all that stuff going on. So it's kind of like you're getting screwed over.
0: Yeah, I hear you on that. Adam, you have any more thoughts based off of, you know, the Activision and Bungie splitting? and all?
1: Uh, I mean, I was never a huge fan of Activision to begin with. I mean, I know they did it for – I think for a while they did a lot of the Call of Duties, if I'm not mistaken. Unless, That's
0: correct. Maybe they did. That's correct. But I mean, they did.
1: I haven't played Call of Duty in, like, probably almost a decade. So,
0: that's not uh, that's, Pain. That's not you play Call of Duty with me uh, not too long ago. Oh, okay, oh, I'm sorry.
1: So I'm zombies, but it's, I played zombies. You're right. That is the only part of Call of Duty that I think was worthwhile. The rest of it, I think, was garbage. Their story was a joke, and I think PvP was kind of ridiculous, too. It's crazy. But,
0: it's crazy because I actually got addicted to the PvP because I, I just I didn't, I didn't know. I, like My friends didn't want to play zombies all the time. This is before I met y'all. So I mean I actually I got
1: pretty good at PvP. It was fun. Anyway again I used to like back in you know around two thousand and eight. Uh but after warfare two or three or whatever, I that was it. Like I was done.
2: Yeah. All right. Well real quick I want to jump back in on this. So Activision, if you think about their games, like Call of Duty is their big one. But the other stuff that they do is they work (laughs) with Blizzard. Um you know, like Diablo, which was a huge game back late 90s, early 2000s, at least with Diablo 2. Um, World of Warcraft, all that kind of stuff. That's all Blizzard's, but Activision works with them. And I know that they're having a lot of issues see, other than WoW. Well,
1: separating too.
2: I don't know if they're 100% separating because the issue is they still work with Blizzard, right? And if, we're, and if Bungie's splitting with Activision and they use Battle.net servers, which is a Blizzard server for PC, they were like, you know, like, well, what's Destiny going to do? Well, Destiny's going to remain on the server. Uh, for how long? Who knows? But that's that's what I did read up on. Um, but, like, Call of Duty hasn't been doing... I mean, I guess they, they may have been doing good as far as people buying their game. But, like, Call of Duty's not where Call of Duty was 10 years ago, or 5 years ago, even. Like, Modern Warfare 2, Modern Warfare 3, Black Ops 2, Black Ops 1, those were like the glory years, really, of Call of Duty, um, which were well past that. Then you look at uh, Diablo franchise has suffered since Diablo 2. Diablo 3 wasn't all that great. Um, people have been waiting for a Diablo 4. I don't know if that's ever going to come out because they want to do some mobile game. I'm not really sold on mobile games, like, but I don't know. I guess other people do because they played on their tablets, but... Um, you know, they need a solid console game. So, I mean, Activision, it looks like they're not doing all that great in other areas as well. It's not just with Bungie. So I don't know how much money they have and where they throw it around at, but it looks like Activision as a whole probably needs to get their priorities straight as well.
1: Well, that's probably why they were maybe frustrated with Bungie because you know they were upset, I guess, with the with the bottom line of Forsaken not doing as well as they were hoping. Maybe because they needed this to try to recover some of the losses that they were taking because all their other games are suffering. But from a fan standpoint, <laughs> uh Forsaken was, you know, a big success. Like, but yeah, there's already so many people that probably left Destiny and are never gonna come back that it was maybe too little too late that the numbers aren't as good as like, you know, they were from the, you know original destiny two came out or destiny one.
2: Yeah. I don't, I don't, there's a lot of people that I don't know if they ever will come back. It's kind of like when you remove something out of somebody's life, there's a void and it's only so long before they fill that void. So, and if it wasn't filling it with destiny again, then it's just going to be a different game or a different whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, and then I was even reading, so I tried to read a little bit today this morning when I woke up before the podcast. Um, it looks like even, you know, Bungie, whoever was, it was talking in the article, you know, admitted that even with the, uh, black armory, is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah. That they've already realized some of the issues that they came up with, with the armory, as far as the first forge being at such a high light where people at 600 couldn't jump right into it. And how there needs to be like more, you know, accessible things for the content right away, um, but also build up over the time of the season, which I think they've been doing a little bit better. But honestly, I'm gonna go back to my overall complaint. I know this isn't Bungie Activision related, but we used to complain there wasn't enough to do. I I honestly hate this whole powerful Ingram. You have to do PvP Gambit Strikes Nightfall story. Like, why can't there? If anything, why can't there just be a set number or why can't it be back to Destiny 1 where if I want to play strikes day and night for a week, I should always be able to increase my light level. Um, it was like I just don't like, like... – yeah, yeah, it was just... You, could you could that always get gear. legendary
1: gear drop. Like there were certain things that you would guaranteed getting one, like doing the nightfall for, for the first time each week or the raid for the first time each week. But, you could, yeah, you, you can always know. just get stuff doing, uh, like, strikes and everything. Or even Crucible.
2: Yeah, yeah, Crucible is always a good one. But for me, like, I don't really play that much. I play for, like, an hour during lunch most days. and uh, But that's about it. And I would really like to be able to actually accomplish something when I play. And I just feel like I never do. And, like, how they made it where the raid is the only place to get, like, the best – Equipment or the best gear and all that stuff kind of also sucks.
1: It also sucks that that stuff is completely locked behind RNG. I have had the worst luck getting some of these weapons that are just annihilating me in Crucible, like yeah, the I mean, Jotun. Oh, well, I have been. Yeah, that.
2: Well, th- I'll tell you one thing: that stupid fusion rifle that can track has to be the dumbest. The Jota- ever
1: ever. Oh, Yeah. It's not even a fusion rifle. It looks like it shoots a grenade. Like, it literally looks like it's a fucking, like, fire grenade.
2: (laughs) It's stupid. (laughs) I just don't like it because, like, here. All right, so I was playing Iron Banner the other day, PC. And out of the 12 people in the lobby, I was the only one not 650. I was 604. So I'm at a huge disadvantage. Not to mention I led my team. Like, I literally had the highest KD on my team. And I only had, like, 14 kills. So I wasn't even doing that well. But I mean, that gun probably killed me so many times, and it's like half the time I wasn't even like on the same screen as the person. It was just, it just tracks and it literally just hit me from wherever I was. I'm excited to use that thing. I don't have it. I mean, that's how I
1: feel about that. Dust Rock.
2: I don't have any of that stuff because I can't even get my light high enough to get onto. do like the you know. The forging, you know? Yeah.
0: Well, all right. Well, look. So we're gonna bring up. Some chance, honestly, I didn't pay attention. I completely forgot. Well, I don't, even, I don't even say I forget. I just didn't even pay attention to the, this week at Bungie, uh, the, you know, the little twab here, what they're bringing, bringing in here. Adam has to remind me. So we're just going to talk about, you know, what Bungie's trying to do in the future about upping the damage and making some corrections with certain weapons or whatever. And I'm just going to go through it, okay? And then, you know, feel free. I'll stop on some of these and uh we'll talk about it for, you know, for a little. You Say something, Adam? No. Okay. All right. So, uh, they said, paired with changing to super abilities in Destiny 2 update 2.1.4, the team has... I'm sorry. The team is also set to deliver some fine-tuning to weapon archetypes in your vault, waiting to be used. Victor Anderson has a rundown of our goals and the changes being made to reach them. Mr. Anderson... Oh, that made me think of Neo. Mr. Anderson. Anyway... Um, in the 2.1.4 update, we're making several adjustments to weapons with the following goals in mind. Number one, buff underutilized weapon archetypes. Number two, adjust hot button weapons in PvP, including Telesto and Wave Splitter. Number three, avoid PvP adjustments that will negatively affect PvE efe- efficiency. I'm sorry, I, I'm sorry, efficacy. Sorry, I just said the word wrong. Sorry. Uh, he, he said, "In summary, our design philosophy is to keep the sandbox feeling the same, but tune damage separately and upon the activity where it makes sense. Here's a sampling of the changes you'll see. Now, we're to, so here's like a couple of wep- weapon archetypes that are going to change. Auto rifles, damage increase for rapid fire, adaptive and high impactive. I'm sorry, high impact." Uh, we find that auto rifles are a little unforgiving for the ranges they ask you to occupy in the world with special with, with special weapons, and as a result, we're increasing the damage to offset the higher risk. You know that makes me think of that makes me think of Uriel's gift. Remember when we gun?
2: <laughs> yeah, oh, you think all that stuff from the back a now?
1: Difference between that that had way too long of a range, but now because hand cannons are snipers. And, like, some of them are three-shot snipers. Yeah. So, yeah, now auto rifles are useless. They they seem to be struggling at balancing things. It's either one or the other. They can't get it to the point where you can have a mix of everything.
0: I don't know. I mean, from my perspective, I feel like I can get one. That's because they're crappy. But I feel like auto rifles are bad. I mean, they're, they're, they're not an attractive weapon to pick up in PvP. I'll give you that because, you know, hand cannons and – yeah, and uh, shotguns, fusions, uh, are like kind of dominating PvP, which I mean, it's not as bad as I thought it would be because there's so much more variety. I still don't know, no, it's not
1: hand cannons, shotguns, and fusions, it's Telesto, Dust Rock Blues, you know, Howl, and Bios. You know, uh,
0: you know, Telesto is toned down, well, at least from, from when I play PvP, Telesto toned down a bit, uh, at least when I play. Um, I no, like
2: I've been, I've been seeing Telesto a lot lately in Iron Banner because they just keep shooting it on the the control points. <laughs> the only well, reason
1: it might be toned down is because I've seen more people be getting the Jotun, and so they're swapping Telesto with Jotun.
0: I mean, maybe, yeah. No, I don't know.
1: I mean, I just, <laughs> either way, both of those are terrible.
0: Well, I feel like there's not really much of a meta. I mean, I guess besides that, I, mean, I, I do see uh, the. the uh... What is that called again? The the, the Luna's not, what's the hand cannon called? The trust. The, oh, the trust. The trust. I mean, Luna's howl. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I'm not really upset well,
1: about Luna. And so again, that was my point earlier. So those are both the same archetype. Luna's howl, trust. Even though the seventh uh, West of Sunfall seven or not West, whatever the heck. heck are, the yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. Those are all the same archetype, and they have a really fast rate of fire and kill rate. But yet they can still map you like I've been outshot by a freaking Luna's Howl or a Trust using like a, a pulse rifle from far away. And I don't know. You can say, oh, i will get good. There's OK, fine. I'll get good. But these hand cannons should not be able to hit you that like from the ranges they do like a sniper and make you flinch as hard as they do.
0: I guess I'll give you that. I don't know. I mean, you play more PvP than I do. You got any, got any comment Paul?
2: Um regarding <laughs> overall I mean auto rifles like I I don't know I feel like if they buff auto rifles we're just going back to D2 year one like month one like the whole first phase where that all it was was auto rifles which I get I I see what Adam's saying. I mean it's not that auto rifles necessarily need a buff, but some of these hand cannons that have like crazy ranges on them, probably need to like they need to understand that hand cannons are like short to medium range but i've seen especially like not forgotten that thing can map you like ridiculous it's pretty much a sniper and i don't understand why but um, okay I, I just think i just think they need to you know constantly retweak and read like retune just the normal weapons that we have and like the the ranges that they can kill people. It's not damage. It's just the range that the damages are affecting us. Okay, all right. I so again, it's about-
0: same
1: thing with like the shotgun. I've literally seen some of the rolls on the dust rock with that have had like a rifled barrel and uh, a range masterwork. That the range bar is at like ninety five percent. It's like no. What? I
2: had I had one. I had one, and it was max.
1: Like that is ridiculous. I, think I still have it. It is a shotgun. That thing should be effective like 5, 10 feet. Anything more than that it should be effective.
0: (laughs) Honestly, I'm kind of curious why Bungie decides to make certain legendaries almost, I don't know, just as effective.
1: They're controlling what people use. They are probably based on what they want people to use, and they're basically making those weapons better. And they're making certain weapons of each archetype better. So it's not even like all hand cannons are good. It's certain archetypes of hand cannons. The the slow rate of fire hand cannons are like useless because you can get three. It's So the Sturm is a three tap and Ludus Howell is a three tap. Tell me, which one are you going to use when one's a 110 rate of fire and one's like a 180 rate of fire? And their same oh. amount of shots kill you.
0: Well, if you well, okay, look, so yeah, from a logical standpoint, yeah, you'll choose the faster rate of fire. But since you brought that, since you brought those specific examples up, Luna's and uh, you know, a Sturm. You said Sturm, right? I'd probably, I might pick the Sturm with that.
1: And that's you. Ninety nine point nine nine percent of all the people are choosing Luna's how, and they could still hit me at the same range as I can with the Sturm at a faster rate.
0: I don't believe you. No way. Okay. They're- I don't know. Maybe, more, maybe, maybe, maybe maybe I'm... I'm telling you,
1: play more PVP and see how far away you get hit with these guns. It is insane. They should not maybe be right. I don't know. hitting you as much as they do. And maybe like I right, said, no. scout rifles are worthless right now.
0: Actually, I'm can, glad
1: you you can, get, you can outshoot a ha- with a hand can. You can outshoot a scout rifle. Well,
0: I'm glad you brought that up because scout rifles are the next thing
2: on the list. So I scout know. Rats well, that's why I
1: was trying to lead into it because I know they're getting buffed.
2: All right, so yeah, they need okay. it, though. Scout rifles need a buff. I think that's why people can just run around with whatever they feel like.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, damage increase for lightweight and rapid-fire families, as well as an increase to all scout rifles and PvE. Scout rifles are always on the lower end of damage due to the safety at their range affords you, but the difference currently between them and other primary weapons is too drastic. As a result, we're reducing the size of the gap, so just increasing that damage. So, yeah, I think that's cool. <clears throat> I mean, it's pretty, pretty self-explanatory. I mean, I'm trying to think about what scout rifles do I actually use as of late. You know what? The ones, okay, the scout rifles that I used before, I guess, the sandbox changed a lot was the, it was called the, um, It was you get from Trials, and it was in the primary slot. Do you remember?
1: Purpose. What was it? The purpose. purpose.
0: The purpose, yeah, it's it's an explode. I think it was off yeah, purpose it's a kinetic scout. with explosive rounds.
1: Yeah, that's that a like, high rate of fire though. That's a two hundred.
0: <clears throat> yeah, yeah, it, it is. But I don't know. I just uh, I remember using that a lot. I liked it. I don't know. It was it was all-purpose scout. I enjoyed that. <sighs> Man, there's
1: a lot of good oh, scouts, yeah. but that
0: was I mean, good.
1: I still like my Amalon scouts. I hate that they essentially took all Amalon weapons away for year two. Oh, the Maradon. Like, the mananon the Eternal Blazing, the Bakuna, like the there's a lot of them. There's a <laughs> lot Oh, what's the other one? Please, Corrector. There was like four or five uh Amalon scouts. Oh,
0: okay. Well, yeah, oh, a, really are a big fan. Alright, so we're gonna move on to sniper rifles. So <coughs> excuse me. <clears throat> um sniper rifles increased the damage on the rapid fire archetype to be able to kill in two body shots. Although snipers are still finding we believe that allowing you <clears throat> excuse me. We believe that allowing you to clean up a kill easier with a sniper rifle will allow the sniper to have that a success at more ranges and in more situations. I probably I should give sniper rifles a chance. I just don't snipe often. And I don't know, I guess I haven't really tried sniper rifles or really taken them seriously since the sandbox has changed and since certain updates have been applied. And um, honestly, the reason why I use snipers in Destiny 1 more than D2 is because of the stickiness or the aim assist that was on them. So I don't know. Any snapshot sniper rifle, I enjoy using. Even the PvP, I would I would actually give them more of a chance. Yeah, yeah, speaking I'm of snipers, I use them actually
1: a little bit. They're actually a lot of fun.
0: Well, I, 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 I believe it. I should. I mean, it's just, I'm using the Chaperone, which I never thought I'd use. I never thought I liked using Slug. Shotguns in general, but it's, it's very uh, rewarding. It feels good when you, uh, you know, use a chaperone. I don't know. Do you use sniper rifles? Paul?
2: Uh, yeah, I'm using one right now.
0: Are you pretty good at it? Actually, you are. They killed
2: me a couple times. Uh, it's the only way that I can really kill people right now because my light's so much lower and iron banner that I need to be able to get a headshot and like not have them shoot me a whole bunch. It's kind of annoying to be honest because <clears throat> I only get two shots, but.
0: I hear you. Basically stand back and only got two shots yet. Um, so the next thing on the list, we're gonna talk about exotic weapons. These are the changes that they're gonna they're gonna name specific ones. Legend of Acreus is number one. Uh they Jesus. increased the damage and bumped they increased the damage of it and bumped out the range slightly. As time moves on, things tend to trend upward in terms of power. And then the and then the pope and uh, he said in, in a post-Forsaken world, Acreus simply doesn't have the output to match other heavy weapon archetypes. Honestly, I forgot all about that. I probably should well,
1: I'm pretty sure they're talking about that in PvE mostly. And actually, yeah, I've been, because I've been bored recently, uh, I've been just using random weapons again, and I was starting to use that again. And I've noticed that it it's still fun, but against really high-powered enemies, it does not do very much.
0: Actually, you know what? Um, do you guys, you guys actually got the catalyst for it, did you?
1: I do. I have a complete. For what?
2: Acreus. Yeah yeah, so
0: yeah, 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 yeah. I
2: have the cat, I have the catalyst for Acreus. Oh, really? Okay, so I don't have it. So, what,
1: what you get it? six rounds in the magazine instead of like two or three, and it reloads quicker.
2: Yeah, the reload's really high, it's like 66% of the bar, and you get, yeah, much higher. Uh, what's it called? Oh my gosh, that's dangerous. That's how, that's like a PVE. Yeah, PVE, it's way, it's really good now with the catalyst. But again, it's
1: the the damage in PVE is falling off a little bit simply because, uh, like they were saying, I think other weapons have just kind of outshined it.
0: Well, oh, right, right, There's other weapons out there. Hey, you know, speaking of exotics, so Paul, I know you saw my tweet I sent to Josh Hamrick about the Touch of Malice. You remember that?
2: Yeah, yeah, I saw that.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna keep tweeting him. <laughs> I want them to bring it back so bad. I'm probably talking to the wrong guy. I didn't. I didn't want to just text. I didn't want to, you know, you know, uh, freaking tag Bungee itself because I feel like I don't know who you, that account. But I don't know, man. They. I just want them to bring it back, man. I don't think like I, I'm sure it's hard, you know, with the coding and all that. I'm sure it's very hard, and it can affect something else. But if it's possible, because you know, they they made the touch of malice useless when you go into a blessing of light. As soon as you have that you know, the damage bullet, that infinite bullet that does good damage, but also drains your health, <clears throat> I feel like they could do the same thing with the Rift. I don't know. Maybe because it's this continuing regeneration. Maybe it's different. I don't know. But I just, I want them to bring it back so bad. I'm going to keep tweeting them. I, I hope he-, <laughs> he responds. So you think I should do a petition? Yeah. I'll bring sign back. I probably should just keep tweeting them. Alright, so the next one is Telesto, which is Adam's favorite weapon. Um, (laughs) Uh, PVP damage brought down to match a standard fusion rifle charge rate. Uh, Optics zoom was also increased to match fusion rifles with long-range scopes. Telesto has become fairly notorious in the Crucible for its effect, even in some cases, getting accidental multi-kills due to how Damaging the explosions were. <laughs> to combat these, we reduced its, its its PvP damage to match its charge rate. This brought up an issue where doing so was significantly hurting the usability of the weapon. So that's, that's fine. Cool. Get rid of it. Okay, and let me finish it. Damn it. So the optics, so the optics were buffed in return. In general, you should still find it an effective weapon. It just won't be uh, quite as generous as it was before. There you go. I mean, like I said, uh, I, I I agree with you. I'm, honestly, I'm, I usually am not. I'm, I usually not the one to say nerve something, but yeah, Telesta needs to be toned down, you know, a bit. That's I know that that's that's uh, an understatement there, but you know, because before I'm like, well, whatever, man, just let it let it rain, let it shine, bro. I'm sure there's other weapons that we can counter it with, but um, I've seen some clips of this thing in action. Not only just experiencing it myself, but also just watching clips just ridiculously generous this gun can be and forgiving it can be and it's just it's hilarious sometimes where people just I sent you it. that
1: one where the dude it was on uh what the heck that uh, the unknown space that first trials map not equinox the other one I
0: know you're yeah. talking about like where, where about?
1: The dude was up all the way at like keyhole in that thing and I was all the way back towards like with the spawn kind of like all the way across the thing and he killed me with one shot from there I'm like how,
2: how? what was it
1: it was he telesto he one shot me with telesto while i was moving through the air from keyhole where the like charges set at countdown all the way back to like where the that like little like hallway is but
0: well, to be honest with you it was just so crazy how effective it is because i had no idea that he even shot it i was like What shoot that <laughs> yeah it
1: just all of a sudden exploded into purple
0: <laughs> it's ridiculous well, we kind of talked about Telesto, like we, we can talk about it all day. We already have our issues with it. Uh, so the next one is Trace Rifles. They increase the minimum amount of ammo Give
2: me one sec now. Oh yeah. Yes, guys.
0: Okay, okay. So for Trace Rifles, they increase the minimum amount of ammo you could receive from special ammo boxes. Trace Rifles had a pretty rough time getting ammo reserves in the Crucible. I'm gonna stop right there. I agree because that's why I'm really using a PvP. It's just I run out so quick and my, ammo, and my, uh, my aim you is like
1: one enemy with it. Like, you, if you're really good or they're weak, you can, but it almost takes an entire thing to kill them unless they're like all on their head, which is really hard to do.
0: I'm gonna continue. As it, as it doesn't have <clears throat> access to scavenger perks, which I didn't know that, uh, you should have more success using it more often in the Crucible now. And the charges. Oh, I'm sorry. And the changes also affect PVE bricks. Okay. So reduce the length. They say they say they reduce the strength of wave splitter and PVP. After and that, that's for those of, for the listeners that play Xbox, that's the PlayStation exclusive, Void Trace rifle. Okay. Uh, apparently that was like thebomb.com. Uh, after the ammo changes uh, noted above, wave splitter had its one weakness removed. So we opted to bring it in line with other trace rifles before the patch hit the public. Okay. And it said weapon tuning is an ongoing process. We'll be sure to talk to you about it again in the future. Blah, 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 blah. Okay.
2: Uh, Adam, Paul, do you even use trace rifles at all? Um, well, I mean, I would. I don't really have any right now. Um, but... All right. I don't know. I, I don't have issues with trace rifles. The only one that kind of annoys me is the one, the 10,000 voices or whatever, that I just well, obviously that's not don't. That's trace
1: rifle, is it? I thought that was a fusion.
2: Isn't it? I thought it was a trace. But what, what are yeah. you talking
1: about? What? I thought when I got killed by it, it looks like the. <laughs> the what now, Adam?
2: The 1,000
1: uh, voices.
0: That's a fusion. Wait. Wait. <laughs> Actually, I don't know now it's a trace. It's a fusion. All right. All right so there's the last thing. We're already hitting 40 minutes. So this will be the last thing we'll talk about. All right. So Stoke the Forge. Okay. So this is a part of the uh, the TWAB. They said Sandbox won't be the only aspect of Destiny 2 receiving quality of life changes in the next update. We'll also spend some time collecting player feedback on the Black Armory experience. What follows are some details for the changes we plan for weapon forging. So they're talking about the black armory. So ballistic logs will no longer be removed at reset. And those are the purple little schematics or little blocks that we get for um, completing a specific bounty from 801 to actually forge a specific gun, you know, that's like legendary and high end. Um, I always wonder why that was the case, but whatever. Um, Stack ballistic logs increased to five per character. I've I'm, I'm, been I'm playing on the hunter anyway, so it doesn't matter. Um, uh, oh, Deej D just invited us to a party. Uh, yeah, I saw that. I'm
1: sending him a message. Don't worry. Okay, thank you. He said
0: Deej
2: just sent you an invite.
1: No, not Deej. Doran D. D. Uh, no, uh, no, 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 not not of Cerberus. Okay,
0: he's okay, probably wow. our number one listener on this podcast, bro. But watch him out. <laughs> um, all right so i'm gonna finish this up all right so gold frames re- uh, refunded into one ballistic log and these are like the frames for the uh weapons you can forge uh silver frames refunded into three module ports any instance of tricks will be removed on a weekly reset isn't the radiant matrix stuff you get from ada when you complete a bounty or not
1: uh, the Radiant Matrix? No, I think that's from Tess.
0: Oh, wait. No, no, no. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. It's, wait, is it? I, wait a minute. Actually, the I, think matrices, is. I think the I think the matrices
1: are from Tess.
0: I like, you like right. the things where you get,
1: like, the guarantee, like, piece of gear from that little thingy thing.
0: Yeah, yeah I got you. Without actually, It's a random thing. Yeah, I, I got you, bro. Uh, I think that's what
1: those matrixes are.
0: It's either that or it's uh, something from Ada, because, like, when you go to Ada's, like, second page... There's like little things you can get. There's like there's like a consumable where, you
1: yeah you get the obsidian radiance. Maybe it's the obsidian matrix or some matrix that you get to trade it into that. Which also I don't even know why that. Like you get this thing and you literally just go hand it into Ada and you get something else. But it doesn't cost anything. Like I don't I don't get it. But whatever.
0: Okay, here's another one. Um, they said.
1: Um... And that Wait, is what it is. I just looked it up.
0: Okay. Thank you. Uh, they said players stop experiencing the issue where frames are missing from Ada's inventory on a week to week basis. Uh, players may still only purchase up to two gold frames, per, gold frames per week. So you can only forge those, you know, legendary, only, only forge two of those per week. Okay. Um, let's see, drop rate for Black Armory lore increased to 20%, which honestly, I don't, I don't even know how they drop anyway. I feel like it's completely random. <laughs> Um, now requires successful force ignition for a chance to drop, which I guess we're talking about the Black Armory lore. Okay. Uh, request step that, that requires players to defeat high-value target on essence no longer requires a player to land the final blow. Oh, so that's that's nice. So you don't have to kill him. Or, I'm not sure Is that that
1: stupid captain yeah, one? Yeah. That took me like, you know, I don't know, three days to get
0: he had the worst luck, bro. That's funny. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, Modulus, reports and bal- Modulus reports and ballistic logs will now go to the Postmaster if lost. Cap on Modulus reports still at 15 per account. Forge emblems will be awarded when completing a forge. No longer requiring a specific bounty to be did. and the end is uh, he said that's not even the final form of our next development. Blah, 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 blah. So there's more to come. So I mean, I think this is all good. I think this is fantastic. I mean, we kind of set our piece. You guys want to say anything else?
1: I just hope that they actually do something to shotguns. They didn't specifically mention it, but they said that that was just a sampling. They need to decrease the range on these shotguns and remove they... slideshot. That should not even exist. I'm
2: Why? Sorry. slide shot was a perk back in D1. I mean...
1: I didn't like it then either. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just don't like the fact that you can slide and it somehow increases the range and accuracy of a weapon. Oh, and by the way, there's also including the weapons that are extremely rapid fire but extremely accurate. Like, a shotgun, if you had a a shotgun to shoot as fast as they were, you would not be able to be accurate with that second shot. The second shot would be shooting into the sky. It would be like shooting the fourth horseman in D1. Oh, my God.
0: Bro, I forgot about that, bro. You yeah, you know how
1: hard it was to control that thing? That is how these fast rate of fire shotguns should be. Not freaking both of them straight to the chest or the head.
0: I thought that was funny, bro. I thought the fourth horseman. I think that was the place at the 1.2. Anyway, I don't know. I I, know. I enjoyed that joint. Paul, you got something else you want to say? Or are you good?
2: Nah, I'm good.
0: All right. Well, look, thanks, guys, for listening to another episode of the Orbs for Days Clan podcast. And until then, we will see you guys in orbit. Bye-bye. Toodles. Thank you very much for tuning in to another episode of the podcast. We really appreciate that, as always. If you guys want to check us out on other social platforms, feel free to do so on Instagram and Facebook. You can just type in Orbs today's and you'll just find it. Also, if you want to check us out on other podcast platforms, whether you have Android or iPhone, there's Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, and even Spotify. Also, if you want to keep updated with uh, content creation or podcast uploads and times, feel free to follow me on Twitter at Wayne01193. And also, if you want to check me out live on Twitch, you can also follow me on Wayne01193, acting a fool. So you guys have a good one. Appreciate it.